Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the uh, Culture Connectors. Uh, Pablo on the line. Kayende speaking. And uh, today we have a, a very special guest, uh, Torian. Um, I actually met him on Twitter, what, this past weekend? And um, we had a, a, a bit of uh, scheduling difficulties before, but now we finally got to uh, record the episode. Uh, so please introduce yourself, Torian. Tell us what do you do. Yeah, first and foremost, I just want to thank you guys for uh, letting me be a part of this opportunity. Um, but my name is Torian. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Georgia. So I'm originally from Augusta, Georgia, um, which is like a small town. You might, you guys might have heard of it, like home of the Masters. I, I uh, like know of Augusta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, man, I was born and raised there. And then uh, I moved to Atlanta uh, when I was the age of 20. Um, so I've been out here for about like five plus years now. Um, but yeah, so I also, I work in tech. Um, I've been doing that for about almost six years now, and I've also been trading for around the same time, um, as well in the foreign exchange market. So it's a little bit about myself. Gotcha. And then, um, what do you do specifically in tech? Yeah. So in tech, I'm a system administrator, um, for, uh, so I work for, um, I used to work for a AI ops company, um, but we recently just got acquired by Dell. So I'm now with Dell Technologies. Um, so I'm a system administrator. So basically the task of being a system administrator is, you know, managing uh, different, uh, you know, systems within the company. So like, you know, mobile device management, um, with, you know, computers and things like that, um, keeping up with the uh, company's infrastructure, also with automation scripting, you know, coming up with more effective ways to be able to make your job and other people's job easier um, in the uh, department um, and things like that. So, yeah, I've been I've been in system administration, system administration for like maybe two years now. Um, and before that, uh, I used to work for Apple, um, like in the retail uh, department. Um, started off doing sales and I got into uh, more of the um, the technical uh, portion um, and I started like uh, becoming uh, mobile mobile and Mac certified um, to work in like you know troubleshoot on like different devices and things like that so all right nice wow. so that's a, that's wow. a good level up story for sure I'm sure the pay is you know a lot better um, yeah. <laughs> so, so take us from the beginning so take us let's say high school starting from high school through college to how you got to where you are now take us through your trading journey as well as your tech journey. Yeah, man. So um, you prepared. It's a lot, but uh, yeah, no, no, please. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. So in high school, um, so I went to a madness school. So the madness school basically had like a different like pathways or broadways or rather. Um, so like my pathway was uh, audio and video broadcasting. So I always kind of been into tech uh, and not really knowing much. Like I've always been into like, you know, uh, computers, phones, video games, stuff like that. But I didn't know exactly um, what I wanted to do until like later on. But in high school, I got more familiar with like audio, video uh, technology, like started uh, doing like video editing. Um, I had a YouTube channel. Um, I had a, well, I still have a social media presence um, mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so I was doing that in high school. I also did photography on the side as like my little side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, so I was doing that. And then I want to say like around my junior, well, really senior year, that's when I started to get more serious with like, you know, if I was going to college or if I want to do something else. Um, so uh, I was working, my very first job was like with fast food. I was working at this uh, fast food joint. Um, and literally, uh, I graduated in 2016. So when I graduated, I was still working at that job at the time uh, in the summertime. And then literally when I turned 18, well, before I turned 18, I think like three weeks before I turned 18, um, one of the, uh, hiring managers for Apple actually came to the drive-thru. Um, and I was working drive-thru that day. 
Um, so I guess she just liked my customer service skills. So uh, she gave me a card and she was like, hey, like, you know, uh, I like you, you know, I want to have I want to have more. I want to have like more conversation with you. Like, you know, let me let me get your resume or whatever. Something in my head. I'm like, all right, well, I might be 18 in a couple <laughs> yes, of weeks. <laughs> yeah. And at first I was like, I was like, I didn't know if it was like real or not, because we had a lot of people coming in there like, you know, you know, with uh, there was people that used to come in there. They used to try to get you to do door to door sales and sell knives and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't do all that. Um, so when she came along with the Apple card, I was like, OK, hold up. Let me do some research. Right. Um, right. So I did some research on it. And, and in fact, she definitely did work for Apple. Um, so I put in my resume and literally like the next day I got a call in to do an interview. Um, and that was my very first like interview for like a serious company because um, I'm, I'm fresh out of high school. You know, I'm 18. I'm fresh out of high school. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I get to my interview and like <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I didn't have no um, experience prior. So like I was just the only thing I could relate my interview like answers to was just school and like, you know, you know, like family matters and things yeah, like yeah, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, I thought I I thought I bombed the interview, like did horrible. But um, I went through three rounds of the interview process. Uh, so the first interview, uh, I guess, went well. And then they moved me to the second round, um, which I worked. Well, the first round was with, like, you know, the hiring manager. Um, and the second interview was with uh, the people that was working at the department. So originally, uh, I was going for an operations specialist. So basically, that's a person who worked, like, you know, behind the scenes with, like, you know, uh, stocking the inventory and things like that, keeping, you know, the level of inventory in the store and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but she liked my customer service skills so much. She moved me to actual like sales. Um, so product sales is what I actually started off with. And then I got hired on with them um, in October of 2016. So that was like my first, like, it was like semi-corporate in a sense, because Apple is a big company, right? right but yeah. I was working with the, I was working in the retail department. So you have the retail department at Apple and then you have, you know, the actual corporate level. So that was my first like serious job. So I was working there for, I was working there actually for four and a half years. Um, started off my first year, I was in product sales. And that's when I got to start to know more about like, you know, uh, like, you know, product terminology, um, Macs and things like that. I was always like window. I was like a Windows advocate, but I had an okay. iPhone since I was like maybe 11, 12. That's when I had my first iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew about iPhones, but I didn't know a lot about Mac stuff like that. So I got more proficient with Mac knowledge and things of that nature. Also, while I was in Apple, uh, I went to uh, I was able to go to school uh, funded by Apple. Um, so I went to a community college um, and that's where I got my IT degree. Um, and that's where I got more like um, interested in learning more about like, you know, tech and things like that. So originally when I did my tuition reimbursement, um, my major um, was going to be uh, it was cybersecurity originally. But um, because my mom was just saying, you should do cybersecurity, you should do cybersecurity. And I'm like. I don't know what that is, like, you know, but I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. <laughs> so I did it. Um, I started off, I think I was in, I did a community college. So I went for like two years. So like, you know how, you, if you go to college, you have like semesters mm -hmm. In community college, we had quarter based systems. So it was every like seven to eight weeks we had to basically, you know, learn and cram all this information in within seven to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that and I was taking like, I had to take remedial math. I was bad at math. <laughs> I had to take math over again. Um, but it got hard because I took like this calculus class and I was like, okay, this is where I'm looking to either withdraw from this course or like find something else. So I went to my advisor and she was like, well, why don't you just take the IT? Why don't you just uh, change your major to IT? 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So that's when I real that's when I realized that you know I, cybersecurity was just like a sector within uh, IT in general. Like IT, you know, is a big umbrella. Right, so right. I said, okay, cool. Let me just change my major to IT. So I changed changed my major to IT, and it was an easier process. So I was able to like you know pass through my classes and things like that. That's why I started to learn more about like JavaScript um, and different things like that, database systems, and all that good stuff. Um, in the fundamentals overall of IT. So I graduated um, I graduated uh, in 2019 with my associate's degree in information technology. And I was still at wow. Apple at the time. So Apple paid for majority of my tuition. Um, since oh, I went to college. Yeah. Um, they paid for more t- most of my tuition since I went to a community college. It wasn't that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they took care of majority of my tuition expenses. Um, and yeah, so I stayed with Apple and I moved from the sales department to the technical, uh, department. So mm-hmm. I became a technical specialist. So that's where like the entry level for like, you know, working and repairing on phones. And then I went to, um, become a technical expert. So that's where you can actually repair on the different devices. Then I became like a, a genius, which is like a Mac and mobile technician. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that. So I was getting promoted very quickly. So I got promoted maybe like four or five times throughout my, tra- throughout my journey at Apple. Um, so now this is where trading comes in. So trading came in, in college when I was, uh, when I was literally probably like in my last year of college. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a friend that actually I went to school with, <clears throat> I went to high school with his name is, uh, Quan shot to him. Uh, he's, uh, he's a goaded trader. Um, but, uh, he actually introduced me to it at the time. Um, and at first, like, you know, I've heard about, you know, trading and stuff like that, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And I was kind of skeptical on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he introduced me to it and I finally decided to like, you know, go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. Um, so he invited me to like this. Uh, so at the time, like we was at the time he was with this like company um, or whatever. Oh, uh, that promoted trading and things like that. So at the time, like, you know, I uh, met up with him and like, you know, he pretty much taught me a little bit about it and stuff like that. And we joined a company together um, or whatever. Well, he was already with the company, but I joined with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that, you know, we both realized that the company wasn't really working out for us. <laughs> so is it, a, is it an um, IML story? Another IML story? Yeah, yeah I can't. Wait. I'm telling you, just <laughs> the last person we just recorded um Kenny, shout out Kennedy. Um, she said the yeah. same thing. Everyone, I think everyone has an IML story. So when we're in our forties and our kids are around and we're, you know, go to traders, we'd be like, yeah, this is how we started. You know, you ain't have yeah, to do yeah. all this. So, um, yeah, yeah. continue, continue. No, definitely, man. So yeah, definitely start off with IML. So, um, now I won't downplay it all the way because it did help me as far as like you learn the basics for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely learned the basics. And also too, it gave me a good networking experience. So I was able to meet a lot of people um, throughout my process with NIM, um, and also outside of it as well. So, um, even the relationships that I still have now with like different friends and stuff came from, you know, IML. So it's, it had, it had its benefits. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was, um, NIM. So I started with them 2019, but I didn't take it as serious. Um, and then I started to go like inactive. (laughs) So, uh, and then January of 2020 is when I actually decided to take it serious because I started just seeing like, you know, a lot of success around me. Like one of my friends, um, that I still talk to this day, um, he was making a lot of money off of just trading by itself. Um, he was making like five figures, like just, you know, um, that's all you need. need, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, so, um, I was like, all right, cool. So I give it a shot. So he, so we had went to like this IML event or whatever. 
and uh, we was going to join um, if we all wanted to join together. So we finally joined or whatever. We jo I joined again with IML for the second time. And I took it serious and things like that. Um, and honestly, my second go around, I actually learned a lot more about trading than I did as opposed to the first time. Um, so I took it upon myself. So like literally when I was in IM, it was a lot of people I had access to. So it was people like, you know, of course, marketing and things like that. But there's also was a lot of people that was behind the scenes actually trading and, you know, teaching the skill. So um, I was learning like, you know, um, about currency pairs. Then I actually got interested in indices. And that's how I started trading indices like, you know, um, consistently. Um, so, yeah, I was in IM for I started in 2019 and I left. The, yeah, I was there for like about two or three years. Mm -hmm. um, I was with them consistently or whatever. Um, and, um, even just like behind the scenes, I was like, you know, just learning more, um, about trading and things like that. And I got more proficient with it. Actually, 2020 was around my, one of my best years trading. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where I made my first six figures just trading alone. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, 2020, it was a lot of things happening, even though like, you know, the pandemic and stuff was going on. I had a lot of things going for myself. So like the beginning of 2020, I was able to purchase my first car. Um, I was able to like, get my apartment, you know, and things like that. So um, it was a lot of stuff happening for me in 2020. And then 2021 came, a lot of stuff happened with IM that made me leave the company. It was just a lot of unethical things that happened. Um, but also in 2021 was when I decided to leave my job with Apple and trade full time. Wow. So yeah, so I was with Apple four and a half years. And in 2021, it was a difficult decision I had to make because I was juggling working at Apple full time, uh, trading, and also like you know I had a team as well. When I was in IM, I was uh, I was a Platinum Five Thousand at the time, so I had a team and stuff that I actually was like you know helping and stuff like that. So it was a lot that I was juggling. So I decided to go ahead and just quit Apple. Um, and then literally when I quit Apple, like literally my trading business like went down. Like it went it went literally uh, the opposite way of where I wanted it to go. Um, so, uh, that's when I decided to leave. I am around like July or August of 2021, um, and just figuring out like, you know, my next move. So I was focusing on trading still, but I wanted to kind of circle back with tech. So at the time when I was in, I am like, I just didn't want to work anymore. Like I just, I saw how much money I could make in trading and stuff and I didn't want to work anymore. So when I quit my job and stuff, um, I was still making money from trading, um, but I wanted to be able to supplement whatever money I was making from IM as well. So I got back into tech and one of my friends uh, actually works um, for Google and they actually uh, was telling me, you know, like you should start looking like on LinkedIn for like, you know, different jobs and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll see what's going on. So I started applying for like different jobs. And um, that's when I got with uh, the AI ops company that I uh, worked for um, mm -hmm. in November of 2021. So that's where I learned more about like, you know, system administration um, and things like that. So I was able to do that. Um, and then, yeah, so I was working with them in November of 2021. Um, and then throughout my process, I was still trading. That's when I learned about prop firms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when I learned about prop firms. Um, so in 2022, I purchased my first prop firm account with my Forex funds. I passed both phases. It may have took me like maybe two weeks to pass both phases. Yeah. Um, and then literally I was able to get funded uh, with uh, my Forex funds. So since then I was able to trade with them and things like that. And then um, in 2020, actually this year, of course, we know like uh, my Forex funds <laughs> went down or whatever. Um, but I was able to get uh, affiliated with different prop firm um, that had just recently came out and things like that. So um, 
so all of my time before I got into prop firms, I was strictly just trading on like my live account. So prop firms definitely just helped me a lot with saving money, but also being able to just uh, focus more on the skill and just um, focus more on my psychology as well um, when it comes down to it. So, yeah. And now, uh, you know, I'm trading personal, also prop uh, prop firm and yeah, still working in tech full time. So. Gotcha. Okay. Solid. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a, that's an extensive story. Um, (laughs) Shout out definitely to the six figures in trading. I mean, a, a lot of people within the first five years can't say that, you know, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, shout outs to that. Um, so what is, what is your why in trading? You know, what do you do with the money? Are you helping your family out? Did you retire moms yet? You know, do you, you waiting for the bends? Like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. My overall why is just honestly, well, this might be a cliche thing to say, but really just freedom in general, um, in all aspects. So just being able to, um, have the financial cap, you know, there's no, there's no cap to, you know, how much money you can be able to make. Um, within, you know, the market in general. Um, but um, I haven't retired my mom yet, but I have, you know, uh, gave them money and things like that. I've have, you know, helped them out in certain instances or whatever the case may be. Um, but overall, like my overall why is to just really like, you know, have that freedom, but also be able to have this skill that, you know, can make me money at any time, you know, and things of that nature. And also be able to teach it to other people as well, because I, I did have a passion in the past, but still kind of do. I still have a passion of inspiring and helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being able to, you know, have that skill and be able to, like, you know, just apply it and teach other people. Um, that's my overall why, honestly, is for impact, but also, too, just to have that ability to be able to make however much I want to make when I want to make it. Um, you know, even with working in tech, like working in tech and trading, um, it kind of coincides because definitely hand to hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt like when I was trading alone, um, I, I, and when you start to make a lot of money in trading, you start to lose a certain level of discipline and it's very difficult, um, to be like that because you can start to get the big head. You can start to like, you know, just make this money. Yeah. Yeah. Over leverage and stuff like that. And you don't have a certain like, you know, discipline that you used to have before to get you to where you was, you know, where you were uh, previously. So working in tech definitely helps me with just staying innovative um, and also just staying focused and creating a certain level of discipline um, as well. um, along with it. And also staying up to date on like, you know, what's new, like, you know, what's going on and things of that nature around the world in general. Um, So, yeah, but my overall why, honestly, is just like, you know, to have that uh, freedom to be able to make extra money outside of tech and other things I am doing, Mm -hmm. but also to be able to like, you know, create impact for the people that may like, you know, need it more than I do. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And um, it's, yeah, definitely, like you said, uh, one hand washes the other because the tech money, you know, that's your consistent, the drawdown months or, you know, weeks and stuff. And then, you know, you might, you might make more trading than your tech salary. So it's like, hey, you know, this is this is all play money. I can do whatever I want with it. So um, definitely, definitely a good combo. I, I do the same exact thing. So I definitely recommend it to you know anyone listening. Um, so now deep uh, diving deeper into the trading, what what instruments do you trade and uh, what time frame? Yeah. So the instruments that I trade, well, the main one that I trade is uh, the NASDAQ 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an indice pair uh, out of, you know, US 30, uh, NAS 100 and uh, S&P 500. And things of that nature. So I trade mainly NAS 100, and then also too I trade a US 30 sometimes when NAS is like acting, you know, a little weird. <laughs> but those are the two pair. Those are the two main pairs that I do trade uh, consistently. And then the time frames that I trade on. So I'm an intraday trader. Um, so I'm trading. So my analysis is anywhere from like starting from the daily time frame 
working down to like the hour time frame. And then my entries is like around five minutes to 15 minute time frame. Okay. Solid. So, solid. Why'd you, why'd you choose Forex over any other type of trading? Yeah, honestly, I feel like it was the easiest I could understand. Honestly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like it was the easiest, it was the easiest um, type of trading that I could understand. Um, and also too, I think it was like my, uh, surroundings as well and just like you know being easily exposed to that type of trading um and and also too i just feel like with when it comes to uh forex trading in general like there's no limits to whatever it is that you could trade um with stock trading i'm not too too like proficient in it um but i know that with forex trading like there you know there's currency pairs there's commodities there's Mm -hmm. you know different you know what i'm saying there's different like you know exotic pairs like all those type of things and i feel like you have more of an advantage um when it comes to that and also too um i want to say like the fundamentals makes it easier to understand in my opinion when it comes mm. to forex trading so like you know different things because a lot because they, they they do go hand in hand they do have a lot of similarities um but i feel like with uh forex trading it's a lot more easier to explain to somebody as opposed to stock trading because, you know, you think about it, we go to we we may have people or we may even ourselves like, you know, go out of the country and, you know, we because I've been out of the country several times. So, you know, being able to exchange a currency and things of that nature and, and, and understanding like, you know, the change of the currency, you know, depending on what currency like, you know, you use and things of that nature. So I just feel like in my opinion, it's a lot easier to be able to understand and also explain it to somebody else that they, you know, may not be um, as experienced as I am to kind of give them more information on it. So gotcha. You got you. Thank gotcha. you. And then, um, so I guess who are some of your your teachers? And then what's like what's some of the best wisdom they've given you in terms of trading? Man, so I had a lot of people that I've gained insight from, and I don't want to give I don't want to give any particular person a hundred percent credit because I've had a lot of people that I've you know soaking up information from or have gotten different resources from and things like that. Um, but I would have to say. As far as like uh, one of my favorite teachers or one of my favorite people that may have like, you know, mentored me or helped me along my way, um, probably would have to be, it'll probably have to be two people, probably um, have to be, uh, of course, the person that introduced me to trading. Um, and also, I would say my girlfriend. I would honestly say my girlfriend. Yeah, she, she, uh, I felt like when I got into trading, I was just trying to figure out like my overall, like, you know, my pairs, my strategy, what I wanted to trade and things like that. Um, and she introduced me to NAS 100 and actually like, you know, gave me more of like, you know, an edge, um, to be able to like, you know, uh, look out for and things like that. So I feel like, um, I feel like, yeah, the person that introduced me to uh, 4-H trade and also like my girlfriend when it comes to like, you know, just the consistency around like, you know, choosing the pair that you want to trade and things like that. Um, because with her, like, you know, she put me on to a lot of different, like, you know, just different things that I was able to learn with Nas 100, like, you know, as far as, you know, reading on fundamental analysis um, and like, you know, how that works um, with the economy and like, you know, with different pairs and things like that. But also, too, just the psychology behind trading as well. Right. So, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, outside of technicals and fundamentals, you got to have the psychology because it's mind over matter. So at the end of the day, it's like with trading. It's very simple. And I think that's nothing that I, that I, I think that's one thing that I kind of I kind of like, but also dislike about trading. Like it's very simple as far as like, you know, learning technicals and stuff like that. But when it comes to your mindset, it's really mind over matter. Yeah, the execution uh, is the, is how the do hard you, part. Yeah, just click the button. Do, it's going to hit your stop loss or it's going to hit your, your TP. Yeah. So Torian, how do you manage that, that, that stress and the psychology of trading while you're in the moment? 
Yeah. So one thing that's been helping me a lot is just uh, first talking to myself or talking myself through like the trades that I'm about to take or I am taking. Mm -hmm. And also to journaling is that it definitely helps. Um, I didn't start journaling until I started learning about prop firm accounts. So um, and I wish I could have journaled way like when I very first started trading, because I feel like for me, it helps me uh, even when I win trades, like I still journal it because I want to know my emotions that I was feeling when I was trading that trade or what uh, what motivated me or inspired me to like, you know, uh, get, you know, getting that trade and things like that. So I feel like journaling and reflecting back on my journal entries and things like that, that helps me with just dealing with stress and also just psychology that comes around with it. Also too, distracting or not distracting, but you know, putting other focus on different things. So like outside of that. So, because I always tell people like trading can't be your end all be all. Like you got to have a life outside of it because it's going to drive you crazy. It's just like, you know, somebody being skilled in one particular thing and they don't have no social life or they don't have, they don't have any other thing to like, you know, uh, look forward to like doing or actually learning more about, you know, that's why I feel like tech and trading goes hand in hand because Tech is constantly uh, evolving. Trading is also constantly evolving. There's a thousand different ways, like, you know, making money with trading. Um, and there's different things that may be coming out that can impact what it is that you are trading. So I feel like for me, it's just, uh, you know, I think for me, journaling is definitely a, a good uh, key attribute. Um, also, just putting my mind on other things, like, you know, when it comes to learning new things about tech, like, you know, um, and also like, you know, working out, going to the gym or doing other things, you know, to occupy my time and not be so consumed in the markets because, you know, I've been there when you lose a trade, you get upset, you get mad, you get discouraged or whatever the case may be. And I also, I journal that too. You know, I journal how I'm feeling, you know, and I think that's another thing too, like uh, not just journaling like the technicals and what I see, but also how I'm feeling because that matters too um, as well. Um, and yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I would say. It definitely helps me when it comes to managing that stress and just also just managing my psychology over it all. So. Got you. Got you. Got you. And what would you say, um, because trading is a very introspective, I guess, skill. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself, you know, as you've developed as a trader? You know, um, what did the what did the 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 late nights waking up worrying about being in drawdown teach you? You know, <laughs> um, all that stuff. Man, so one of the things that I can say I've learned a lot about myself is I'm I'm a very impatient person, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like trading has definitely helped me become more patient and not force things to happen. Because even just outside of trading, like in my life, like I get impatient about certain things, like, you know, like it could be something simple as, you know, I order a PS5, you know, and I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. You know what I'm saying? Like little things like that. Or uh, I get a job interview and I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it to hear back, you know, or different things like that. Or I make impulsive decisions sometimes, you know, and I could have thought, you know, I could have thought this through a little bit more. You know what I mean? So I feel like um, being patient, it, it definitely helped me learn how to be patient. Um, when it comes to it, because even today, like, you know, um, I took an L today with uh, one of the trades that I was taking in NAS 100, but that was because I had like, you know, uh, an impatient moment, you know what I mean? And just being transparent and understanding like, you know, okay, I'm impatient because of this, or I could have, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. I feel like that's one of the things that definitely um, taught me with trading. Also too, um, I feel like uh, when it comes to that as well, I feel like, uh, seeing how much money you can make and how almost how much money you can lose will teach you just like, you know, like uh, teaching you about like, you know, managing your emotions. Um, that's another thing as well, because I have a story and man, like it definitely is a funny story, but it's definitely very, um, it definitely 
inspired me, but also like, you know, encouraged me to like, you know, just stay the course and keep going. Would you, um, would you mind sharing that? Yeah, story? no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, no problem. Um, so, I when I first started, so this might've been like maybe a year or two in with trading. So, um, I, I was working at Apple still and I usually wake up like very early. Um, especially when I was trading at that time, because when I started trading, like trading was like something I was constantly studying and trying to like get down pat. Yeah, you're on the charts so, 24 seven, like a fiend. Yeah, yeah, man. So like I was up maybe like at four o'clock in the morning and this is when uh, Bitcoin was like on the rise. Um, so I got into, so I was in my live account. I was in a personal account. I had like maybe $300 in my account and I turned my $300 to like $700 and then like less than an hour, uh, wow. just like trading Bitcoin and watching it keep going up. And um, I was trailing my stop loss up until a certain position. And then when it got to a certain position, I forgot to trail my stop loss. And then news came out at, I want to say like 730 for USD pairs. And it affected the heck out of Bitcoin. So I stayed in news. Didn't, I, I, at this time, I wasn't very proficient with fundamental analysis. And then literally, I stayed in the trade. 730 came. I literally lost that whole $700 in 30 seconds. Oh, man. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so... <laughs> Yeah. That's so at that time I was definitely hurt because I was about to call out of work and everything. Like I was about to say, I'm not going to work today. Like I'm going to chill. <laughs> I made this money. Like I'm cool. But literally when I lost that money, it definitely stung a lot in the beginning. But looking back on it now, like it taught me, um, it taught me a lot. Like it was my most humbling experience, but also too, it kind of just taught me like, you know, well, Hey, if you lost $700 in 30 seconds, Somebody else made that seven hundred dollars and thirty cents. Right, right. You right. know what I mean. So now looking back at it, it's like, dang, like I can actually make this much money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in that matter of time. So it just taught me to just continue to stay the course. And when I get to that certain level where I can make that much in thirty minutes, so I'm mean, thirty seconds or whatever the case may be, then you know I've made it right, or I've I've I've, I've completed you know um, that certain you know uh, aspect or that phase or that journey in my life where you know I've, I've seen this amount you know coming and things like that. So it's just it encouraged me to like really just keep going because I blew like thousands of dollars in the market before I found out about uh, prop firms. Like and even like in 2019, 2020, the only prop firm that was around that was credible was FTMO. And even then, like I didn't really dab in all the way into uh, FTMO because I was very like I had a I want to say I was very like uh, I had a very big ego when it came to trading. And it was like, you know, you couldn't tell me anything about like, you know, uh, prop firms, other things and things like that. Like I wanted to trade in my personal account, um, mm -hmm. but I blew thousands of dollars when I first started trading. And I wish that I was more hip to prop firms when uh, when I first started trading, mm -hmm. because, man, like I could have saved so much money and, you know, uh, saved so much time, too, um, and things of that nature. So, yeah, that's that's basically what it was. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, solid. Gotcha. Um, let's see what else we got here. And um, oh right, yeah, so for people looking to trade, um, I guess you know what advice would you have, you know, for for somebody who's new. So somebody who's new into trading, I definitely would say be patient with yourself and take your time. It's a new language, you know. It is not a get rich quick type of thing. Um, it's something to where it's a skill, you know. It's it's a new language. You it's something you. Uh, it's something that you will have a lot of trials and tribulations with, mm -hmm. but it's going to pay off in the long run because you got to think about it like this. 
this is a skill that you can learn and use for the rest of your life, no matter what it is that you are doing. Right. So right. it doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter where you are. You know what I'm saying? You can be able to turn a dollar into five dollars or whatever the case may be. So sacrifice, you know, these next couple of years or months or whatever the case may be, because everybody's learning. Uh, learning ability is different because I know I know people that, you know, may have took them five years to start making real money with trading. And I know people that, you know, have only learned it in a few months and they picked it up just like that and made their first six figures or whatever the case may be from trading within that certain amount of time. So, you know, and also too, when it comes to being patient with yourself and trusting the process, you can't compare uh, your success to other people or you can't compare other people's success to yours. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, and also too, like, Social media gives a big, like, you know, illusion when it comes to different things. Like, you know, we may see, like, you know, all of our people, all our friends or people that we may know around the same age as us, you know, buying Lambos or doing this different type of stuff. And I used to be the type of person where I would see that and I'd be like, damn, man, I want my Lambo too. But um, trading has also kind of like taught me to just like, you know, be patient and really just stay the course. Um, and understand that this is your own race. This is your own lane. You know, this is your own, you know, you're, you are your own competition. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's you versus you every day. And you just have to look, look at your own, look at your own chart. You know what I'm saying? Look at your own analysis and just, you know, follow your own journey when it comes to trading. Cause everybody's going to have a different journey, but the beautiful part of it is, is, you know, you're going to be able to look back and just see like, you know, where you once was. And also another thing too, that I wanted to say, um, to give advice to anybody that's new to trading is, appreciate where you are now um you know you may not have the most money or you may not be in the position that you may want to be financially or whatever the case may be right you may be in a toxic environment or a bad environment whatever the case may be but you want to appreciate the times you have now because once you learn trading and once you actually start making money it's going to start coming in like just like that you know and um uh just speaking from my experience when i first got experience when i first got exposed to trading i was like what 1920 or whatever the case may be. So I was very young and I got, I, I made my first six figures at 22. You know what I'm saying? So making your first six figures at that, at that young age, it's like, wow, like, you know, like you're exposed to a lot at a younger age. And a lot of, and a lot of people um, that starting to trade are, you know, in that younger generation or coming up and they want to be able to like, you know, they see that, you know, instant gratification on social media of what their, you know, people are doing and things like that. Um, so yeah, I really would just say be patient in your journey, take your time and understand that you have to love this. Like you have to love it. You have to fall to love with it because um, a lot of people are doing it just for money, which there's nothing wrong with doing things for money, but you also want to have some type of interest, some type of passion towards it. Because if you're doing it for just for the money, money doesn't always equate to your happiness. You know, it may solve your problems. It may, you know, uh, save headaches or things like that, but it may not always equate to like true happiness. So you want to make sure that you actually like, you know, grow to really like trading, uh, not just for making money, but also for the overall skill. Because like I said, it's going to continue to pay off. You know, it's going to pay off for the rest of your life. So just sacrifice though. Yeah. And also too, um, I'm just thinking about uh, different advices, but um, you want to make temporary sacrifices to obtain permanent results. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's just when any, anything that you do, right. Whether it's, you know, you play sports, whether, you know, you're trading, whether you're in tech, where you're trying to learn a new skill, whatever, whatever it is, um, you have to make temporary sacrifice. So you may have to miss out on going out on weekends. You may have to miss out on certain events that you might want to go to. You may have to miss out on going on trips and things like that, you know, but you want to have like, you know, those seasons where like, you know, you're making certain sacrifices to get where you're trying to go, because at the end of the day, it's, it's going to pay off and you're going to continue to always have access to money. You're going to always continue to have access to also um, 
just uh, help other people along the way with your journey as well. Um, and yeah, so I just feel like you want to be able to always know, like, regardless when it comes down to anything that you do, just make those temporary sacrifices because it may seem like you can't do a lot right now. But if you just put that time and take that extra hour out of your day or the extra 30 minutes out of your day and just put it towards studying, putting it towards applying what you study, right, it's going to pay off. Right. And it all adds up. It's like money. You know, people may, you know, make $50 here or $20 there. It adds up at the end of the week. <laughs> it's right, just right. like getting paid at a job. You know, you have to wait, you know, uh, whether it's bi-weekly, whether it's weekly, whether it's semi-monthly, whatever the case may be, you've got to wait for that paycheck. So have that same type of patience and understanding when it comes to trading, because it's just like that. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a constant either. It's going to go up, down, you know, it's just like owning a business in a sense, you know, so you want to just make sure that you, um, are staying the course, being patient with yourself, and trusting the overall process because overall that's going to help you shape yourself into not only the being the best version of you know yourself when it comes to trading, but just being the best version of yourself all around. So yeah, those yeah. are the different things that I would recommend to a new trader that's about to start. So yeah. great and, advice. And, and jumping off of that point, on the on the flip side, how would you advise someone? What's what's real in trading versus a scam? You know, how do you know? Um, you know, the screenshots are MT4, you know, it's impossible yeah. to tell if it's, you know, if it's a real account or not. But in general, you know, within the industry, even prop firm scams, you know, how would you, how would you, you know, tell somebody, you know, this is legit versus this isn't? Yeah. So with, okay. So the first thing is the whole like network marketing thing with IML and things like that. So uh, the biggest advice I can give around that uh, aspect is if somebody is reaching out to you about an opportunity, more than likely it's a scam <laughs> because <laughs> with trading, <laughs> what I've learned, and I can say that truly because I was that person on the other end of the stick. So I was that person that, you know, reached out to other people about the opportunity and things like that and also vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm able to literally tell people like literally if I'm reaching out to you about trading, I'm a scam or uh, whatever I'm doing is a scam because nine times out of ten. People that are trading or successful traders are people that, you know, have a very uh, good consistency with trading. They don't need anybody to trade. They don't need they don't need anybody to like, you know, uh, make money when it comes to trading, you know. So uh, I feel like just stay away from people that are trying to introduce you to um, something a little bit. Well, now you can get introduced to trading, but Forex is, you know, learning Forex is free. You can go to babypips.com and learn Forex, right? Now, if you're if you're seeking mentorship, that's a different thing. If you're actually seeking mentorship, you know, from other people, that's different. You know, people have courses and things like that, which does help. But if people are reaching out to you to join their course, they ain't making money in trading because <laughs> you don't need you don't need you know you don't need people to make money in trading. Now you need you the you need like you know the you need in a, in a sense you know the economy of course you need that to make money in the market. But as far as like any anybody like reaching out to you, banks are not going to reach out to you to trade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know like that's just not it. So that's one of the things that I would say when it comes to you know. Um, IML schemes or network marketing schemes, things like that. Definitely don't do what I did. Don't start off in network marketing, um, you know, unless that's something that you like to do. But even then, like, you know, don't do it. Um, just I would say, honestly, either find a mentor, find somebody that is uh, that is showing a, a level of consistency and trust. Um, and like, you know, just seek that mentorship with them or learn on your own, you know, like. Uh, I had a little bit of both, you know, I gained mentorship from other people and I also learned certain things on my own as well along the way. Um, so honestly, like, you know, experience is the best teacher, but at the same time, that's one of the things I will recommend. If people are reaching out to you, nine times out of 10 is definitely, it's probably a scam. Um, also too, when it comes to prop firms, I'm a big advocate in transparency. 
Um, so I feel like uh, when I first got introduced to prop firms, I didn't do my due diligence as far as like uh, further research to kind of see it exactly like, you know, what is, you know, how are these prop firms making money or how are these prop firms doing this and things like that or how I'm getting payouts and all that stuff. So now being now, you know, what, two or three years in when it comes to prop firms and things like that, now I'm able to have that. Like, you know, I know a difference between an A book and a B book, you know, and things like that. So um, all those just knowing those different things is definitely helpful. So I would say when it comes to prop firms, look out for the company like like do as much research as you can on the company. Like look at that, you know, the credibility, um, look at what they offer you. Um, and if it sounds too good to be true, more than likely it is. Yeah, it probably is. So you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Like one of the people that I can definitely recommend, uh, or one of the one of the prop firms um, that I could definitely say that had the longest credibility for the longest time is FTMO um, for the biggest name. Um, a lot of professional traders, even like people that I know, like you know, um, or people that I've seen, or also got uh, help from along the way, like Lambert Raul, Q Banks. Like a lot of these people were able to get. Uh, funded through uh, FTMO and things like that. So just learning about the credibility, like, you know, prop firms and things like that. And also just looking at, you know, the ambition, the drive of the CEO in that company, like what's their overall mission? Like on Twitter, we have a lot of like, you know, new prop firms coming out. Like, you know, I'm a part of a prop firm. I'm affiliated with a prop firm, uh, you know, and things of that nature. But before I got affiliated, I had to make sure that I did my due diligence and research as far as like, you know, how this company and things of that nature, like, you know, really look at the reviews and things like that and just really just see, you know, what, and also too, don't just jump on, like, you know, the hottest thing going because my forest funds, in my opinion, I thought my forest funds were going to be just as good as FTMO. Yeah, but, no, know, come seriously, to, seriously. yeah, come to find out, they wasn't even regulated. You know what I'm saying? Um, So they didn't do their due diligence, you know, and they did a lot of like, you know, shysty or like, you know, unethical things behind the scenes. So just really like doing your due diligence with that definitely helps. But yeah, um, not only just hopping on the, uh, you know, the, the hottest thing or the hottest prop firm, but you want to make sure overall that um, you're really doing your due diligence, um, just researching um, and overall um, really oh, looking at what it has to offer you um, as well. Like, like, you know, for example, for me, I'm with GoFundMe. That's a prop firm that I'm affiliated with. Um, and I actually trade with them um, just because of like, you know, what they have to offer and what they actually stand for. So things like, you know, no time limit prop firms. I think that's amazing. I that's think a, that's, that's a huge that, game changer because you could just take a position yeah. and you don't got to worry about drawdown or this, that and third because exactly. you know, all the time in the world. There's no need to rush. The 30 days definitely changed my psychology so much because you feel like by week two, you're like, all right, I got to, you know, do a one, two percent trade and kind of, you know, get out of things. So, yeah. Um, but speaking of that, so what do you look for personally in a prop firm? Um, and then, you know, since you're with GOAT funded, how did it change your psychology, you know, being with a prop firm versus using like a personal account? Yeah. So um, the biggest thing with that is so what I look for in a prop firm overall is, you know, um, the benefits around like one of the things that really stuck out to me about a uh, goat funded was two things it was the no time limit challenge and then also the uh, up to 95 percent profit split i thought oh not ups, well not that it was more so the on-demand payout uh within mm -hmm. your first payout i thought that was pretty cool yeah. um but just certain things like that and also too um also as well with goat funded uh once you if you're consistent with trading on goat funded like let's say for instance you pass both your phases and you're in your live account you're trading consistently your uh your um your account gets changed from you know a b book to a book 
or whatever the case may be. So you're able to trade with more like real capital as opposed to simulated capital. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another good thing as well, because a lot of prop firms or well, all prop firms really, they start off with, you know, simulated accounts and things like that. And, you know, there are not that many prop firms that are like, you know, a book and things of that nature where you can trade with real um, capital and things of that nature. So it's just different things that, you know, really stood out to me about the company that I like personally. Um, and that just, you know, wanted that made me want to like, you know, join with them. Um, but yeah, the no time limit is definitely a game changer because, you know, even with that 30 day thing that I uh, that I started with with my Forex funds, like even though I passed that within you know, a certain amount of time before 30 days at the same time, though, it's a psychology game because not even on, not even on that, but also every day is not a winning trading day, you know? Yeah. So There's you don't want to no trading day too. Yeah. yeah. Like today for me probably would have been a no trading day. Yeah. But no, I was just very happy today. Um, yeah. I got my gold, it, it, new highs, new lows. And I was just exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, man. So every day is not going to be a winning trading day. So I think what most people, I think most people should, you know, try to, uh, you know, advocate for, no uh, time limit and things like that, um, because it definitely just helps you with your psychology and just understand that, you know, you take your time um, and, you know, don't force trades to happen, you know, and the account is always going to be there for you, you know, no pressure, no rush. So definitely just take that into account. Um, and yeah, when it comes to like, you know, uh, like payout structures and things like that, you know, look for different things of that nature. Um, and also like, you know, uh, for me, like prop profit split used to be a thing. Um, but at right now it's kind of like, yeah, not as You're much consistent but, enough that 10%, like it doesn't stand out as much. Cause it's like, I'll make it, you know, either way at some point. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then last question, cause you know, we're, we're not running out of time, but you know, we want to get to the, the more who you are as a person. Outside yeah. Um, the last trading question we have is, so what are your personal trading rules? When do you stop or like, you know, you just don't trade for that day. Yes, yeah, so my personal trading rules is so <laughs> I only take one to two trades a day. Um, I only risk at least half percent or up to one percent of my account. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. if, I, yeah, if I you keep the account, you keep the mm -hmm. account. Exactly. So even if you know, like, okay, so also another rule for me too is I'm trading between the hours of like 8 a.m. to like 11 a.m. Right? Mm -hmm. If I don't see any moves happening within that time frame. I got to cut it because yeah. I work. And also, too, I want to take my mind off of just staring at charts all day, you know, because yeah. I, I used to do that a lot. I used to stare at charts all day and like I would lose trades and I would see the move that I want to actually happen and then hop in, you know, and that's not healthy for me, uh, you know, uh, like my uh, psychology wise. So, um, yeah, I, I think for me, it's just more so of, yeah, literally just, um, Looking at it from that aspect, um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, so I only take one or two trades uh, a day. I only risk up to 1%. Um, and if I lose 1% or if I don't see, if I don't see a trade, I'm just not going not gonna to take it within that time frame um, and just, you know, go from there. So that's that's main, that's my main trading rules. And I'm always journaling whether I win or I lose. So Got, got you, got you. Okay, solid. Ty. So I see, I see in your Twitter post or X now that um, yep. you graduated from the Georgia Military Academy. Yeah, well, yeah, Georgia Mental Arts. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you did you serve in the military or or? And if funny you did, story. How, how long did you serve? The funny story. So I didn't serve in the military, but the military was was my first choice as far as like what I wanted to do outside of uh, high school. Gotcha, so gotcha, I gotcha. did. Um, I did take the ASVAB. Um, and so my first choice was Air Force. Um, I didn't. I didn't go for that because they didn't have the job that I wanted. Um, mm, so Air Force that. a little bit. Uh, it was more so like within like a uh, tech, uh, just in general, it was gotcha, like, gotcha. Uh, like computers and things like that. So they only had like, I think, uh, 
I can't remember what it was, um, but they only had like one position available at the time and it was kind of taking too long. So I had to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. So, and then I was like, mm, maybe the Navy. And my mom was like, nah. And I was like, okay, maybe the Army. And she was like, oh, heck no. Like, so I was like, okay. And that's when I learned about like reserves and then like active duty. So I, my last choice was with National Guard. So I got all the way to like going to MIPS processing or whatever, but I feel like this was God like talking. So like, they messed up my paperwork when I got to MIPS or whatever to finish, I guess, like the process of me getting into the military. Mm -hmm. So they told me to come back within like the next week or two. So I went back home and I was like, I don't think I'm going to go back. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go back because I feel like that was a sign. Mm -hmm. So I start, I was going to go to the military, but I decided not to. So um, I just chose that college because I just felt like, well, I had people in my family. I do have a military family. Um, so like my grandmother was in the military, my grandfather was in the military. Um, so I do come from like a somewhat a military background, but I right. chose that college because some of my family had went there, but also too, it was the most, it just made the most sense for me as far as like cost wise. And just like, you know, um, as far as also what they had to offer too, like, you know, with professors and stuff like that, like they had a great tutoring system. So like I sucked at math. I was able to like, you know, um, it was smaller too. It was a smaller uh, college. So I was able to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with my professors and that she like, you know, make sure that I pass these classes. Like I, I literally, pa I literally graduated with what a 3.4 GPA. Um, and my grades have never been less than a B. So I, uh, yeah, nice. it's, nice. yeah. So like it, it definitely helped out a lot with just like, you know, my, um, just, just being able to actually learn, you know, um, in college and just make sure that I was actually focused. Um, so that was the biggest thing for me. So got you, got you. So when you were younger, were you ever enticed to do anything different than what you're doing now? Cause you always mentioned tech and the Forex, but were you, you mentioned, I think you mentioned briefly the audio visual arts. Yes. So were you ever, you wanted to be like a, a, a movie score or editor? Did you want to be a movie director? Let me, Walk us down I that path. About, I thought about all of that. Like I wanted to like at first I was doing like um I was on YouTube. I thought about becoming a YouTuber, mm -hmm. um, all type of stuff. Like I thought about becoming a video editor, a photographer, I thought about becoming a, a director for, for like movies, um, and things like that. I thought about all of that stuff. Um, but it when I was in school and stuff, like you know, at the time, um, when I was in school. There wasn't a lot of like uh, people that like us that was like, you know, really making a lot of money from it. Um, so yeah. the only person that I knew that like was really like on their game was like uh, Tyler Perry, like with his like productions and stuff like that. Like it wasn't a lot of people when I was in school that I could really look up to and say, oh, I want to be like that person. I want to do that thing. Right, it wasn't right, until right. I actually like maybe a couple of years ago where like, you know, we see everybody literally like, you know, like Issa Rae, like she's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of different people you know, that look like us in this, uh, in that industry or whatever, like, you know, doing different things. So I felt like for me, I wanted to do those things at one point, but I didn't feel like it was going to make me a lot of money or, you know, create a lot of success for me at that time. So. Got you. Got you. How does it feel when, I know we were straying away from trading, but this is more of like yeah. a philosophical question. How does it feel personally? Like if you could, if you can quantify it or, or, or extrapolate it into words, how does it feel when you have a really successful day trading? And how does it feel when you have a really bad day trading? Like, what what is what do you do afterwards? Do you celebrate? Do you go wallow in a corner? Like, what do you do during those times? <laughs> yeah. So when I do have successful days, I do I do make a I do do a celebration, whether it's small or whether it's big. So like this Monday, uh, I made like eleven hundred dollars off of the Nas sale. 
Um, mm. So I went out to uh, I went out to eat, um, and actually also too it was my uncle's uh, birthday, so we all went out to eat or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, I'll do like little things, whether it's like you know like go out, like even treat myself. Sometimes I may go out to eat alone, you know, things <laughs> like that, or do small things for myself. Yeah. Now for uh, and also yeah, also for like uh, like bad days. So bad days, I'm not gonna lie. I do have moments where like, you know, I may like, you know, just step away from like the screens and I may like, you know, I may play video games. That may be a positive escapism for me. Or sometimes it may be moments where like, you know, I step away from the uh, charts for a moment and then later on that night, I'm back to studying and figuring out like, you know, what I did wrong and things like that. So it's, it's very situational, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's like an up and down thing, honestly. But I would say now I've gotten a lot better because when I first had bad days, like, I would just want to just like in the world, like, oh my God, like this is going on. Like, you know, so um, yeah, I definitely would have like meltdown stuff like that. I would definitely be angry or whatever. Now I wouldn't be like angry, like, you know, like, but I would, I would very, I would definitely be upset and have moments, but now I've worked so much like better on like my just psychology and just really just understanding that, you know, it's a part of the game. Right. right, right. So um, yeah, I've gotten a lot better with that. So yeah, on, on bad days, like even now, like, you know, I just resort to other things. So if that didn't work, okay, cool. Let me get back to, you know, working in this, or let me get back to like, you know, maybe studying for this course, studying for that or whatever, or let me play video games. Let me just take my mind off and create some fun for myself. Right. right get my mind right. off of things like that. Go to the gym. Let me just release some stress, you know, things like that. So I just, now when I do have those bad days, I just try to like, you know, distract my mind with other things and take my mind off of like, you know, just that day that I have. So. Got you. Got you. And I, and, I, and I guess we'll wrap it up with these last two questions uh, two, I guess, uh, introspective questions. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh man. Advice I would give to my younger self. Um, advice I'll give to my younger self would be. Hmm. I think one of the, one of the if one of the key advice I would give to myself is just I wish I could have learned patience earlier in life because mm. um, I felt like it it definitely uh, halted me from certain opportunities. Um, also, too, I think another piece of advice I would give myself is just continue to always dream big. I think mm, for me, I when I was growing up, I didn't uh, I dreamed, but I didn't I always. I had, I, I never dreamed it as I, as I am now, you know what I'm saying? So when I was younger, you know, I think my first career choice was being a police officer, which I ain't knocking nobody for who do it, but at the same time, it was like, you know, it ain't, you know, I can dream bigger, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, just dreaming bigger um, and just also like, you know, just, just uh, I've always been a person that I've been like, you know, always ambitious and things like that. But I think for me really was just like, you know, just dreaming bigger and knowing that, you know, you could do it. Cause I could have did all those things that I wanted to. I could have been in directing. I could have been, you know, I could have been a YouTuber. I could have been, you know, I could have been doing all these things, but I wasn't dreaming as big as I thought I was originally. Cause I was always trying to take a safer route. So I right, think that, right. that was my thing. So. And then last question for you I have is um, if you were to start from square one, what would you do differently? Would you do anything differently? Uh, and and what things would you do to expedite your process or would you change anything? Honestly, I don't think I would do anything differently. The only thing I would probably do differently would just be research like ahead of time, like when Bitcoin first came out, you know, like and I think it was like in 2016 or 2017 when people really started talking about it or whatever and people started to invest and things like that. I think that was my only like downfall is just not doing enough research on like, you know, different things that could have like, you know, 
helped me a lot more along with my process. But everything else, as far as like the mistakes I've made and like other things that may have happened along the way, I don't regret any of that stuff. I feel like, you know, experience is the best teacher, you know, whether it's right. positive or negative things that may happen, you know, to you or for you. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would change anything, but just like, you know, just being a little bit more proactive when it comes to just researching and just, you know, staying on top of things, you know, so. Got you. Thank you for those. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, Pablo, you're muted. There you Sorry go. about that. Um, yeah. So uh, wrapping up, um, any shout outs do you have? You know, anyone that, you know, helped you along the way, anyone you want to give, you know, props to? Yeah, man. Uh, shout outs to my woman. Uh, she definitely helped me out a lot. Um, she uh, helped me make my first. Yeah, man. She helped me make my first five figures in a month. Um, I was 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Shout out to my woman. Uh, she definitely gave me an extra push um, to really just like, you know, trust myself and, you know, just believe more in myself. Um, shout out to Quan, uh, Rich, uh, Rich QFX on uh, Twitter. Shout out to him for introducing me to the skill of Forex. Um, shout out to that hiring manager at Apple that <laughs> started my tech journey. Um, just shout out to, you know, my family, my friends, my loved ones, anybody that supports me, you know, shout out to you guys. And I appreciate you guys for just, you know, following me along my journey and just being consistent with, you know, continuing supporting me along the way. So. All right. Awesome. You guys. <laughs> oh, you know, of thank course, you, you know, we want to, we want to highlight, you know, all the, the alternative paths to wealth. Um, Cause you know, school may not be for everyone and people, you yeah. know, may not information is everything. And, you know, people just may not know like, hey, school isn't the only way. There's, you know, other ways to, you know, earn a living. And I, and personally, I think you should start trading, you know, with a, with a backup plan. You know, you have a main job, but you can definitely trade full time and, you know, things like that. So we appreciate having you on. Um, you definitely are a talker, thankfully. You know, we didn't have to you know, <laughs> kind of pull the answers out of you. Um, yeah. Maybe, you know, for, for part two, we'll definitely get more into your tech journey next time because everyone's is different. You know, some people need certs, some people don't, you know, whatever the case right. may be. But, uh, you know, thank you so much for, you know, taking your time out and everything. Um, shout out to the co-host, shout out to, you know, my parents, friends, family, everything like that. And um, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely have you on again soon. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. All thank right. You, Tori. Appreciate have a good it. One. All right, man. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.